Welcome to Just Jesus Lesson 10. Today's subject, today's lesson is circumcising Christ and you're going to really enjoy it. But let's first, let's pray. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that the Holy Spirit now would illuminate the scriptures to us so that we can truly learn that we've been circumcised in Christ, that we have a new heart, a new motive within us by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. If you've got your notes, that's great. But if you haven't, it doesn't matter. Just make sure as you go through this lesson that you're writing down no more than five bullet points. And remember to pray on them areas because the Holy Spirit is trying to speak to you on what really comes out to you from this lesson. And also answer the questions at the end. And that's a great way of meditating through the week on the scriptures that you've learned and you're kind of pondering on them and answering the questions. You can, can do that on your own, you can do it in groups, you can do it with a friend, that's great. So without further ado, let's uh, get to the notes, lesson 10, Circumcising Christ, and let's read the introduction together. And it says this, when you became a Christian, a whole new life started. You were circumcised in your heart for God forever. Read it with me. Read it out loud if you can. When you became a Christian, a whole new life started. You were circumcised in your heart for God forever. Hallelujah. And I hope you notice the word forever there. Amen. So we're looking today at what we, we can see in the natural in terms of circumcision of a male and the circumcision of the physical circumcision that's mentioned in the Old Testament under the Abrahamic Covenant and the Mosaic Law. And we tend to just leave it there, don't we? We tend to just, okay, yes, they got circumcised, Jews got circumcised on the eighth day as part of the Abrahamic and Mosaic Covenants. And we kind of leave it there just in that place. But there is a reality for the believer, those who are in Christ, that there is also a circumcision that has taken place in you and it's in your heart or in your spirit. Whenever the scriptures talk about the heart, they're not talking about the, the organ that pumps blood around your body. They're talking about the inward man, the spirit of a man. Hallelujah. And so we're going to look at that today. But first of all, I just want to show you in Ezekiel 11, it's not on your notes, but you can turn in your Bibles if you want to, Ezekiel 11, verse 19. Because this, uh, while you're turning to it, this scripture is really a prophetic statement of what was to come for those who are in Christ, Jews first and then Gentiles. And so, uh, in one body in Christ, We've been made that new creation, of course, that's lesson one. And we've been given a new heart. We've been circumcised in our heart. But let's look at the prophecy and realize that when we teach this lesson, it's a fulfillment of what was prophesied in Ezekiel's day. And it says this, And I will give them one heart. I will put a new spirit within you. And I will take out the stony heart of their flesh. And I will give them a heart of flesh. Hallelujah. And so we see there this prophetic statement. And really this is a prophetic statement 
of the born-again believer, Jew first, then Gentile, in one body in Christ as the new creation. So this is really a new creation scripture where he says very clearly, I will give them one heart. Notice, one heart. We have one heart, one spirit. It's the Lord's spirit. And if you remember in the new creation teaching, we realize that the new creation is us in Christ, that Christ is the last Adam, he's the resurrection, he's the firstborn, he's from the dead, he's the first fruits, he's the new creation whom we are in, and so we are new creations in Christ Jesus. And so I will give you one heart. Whose heart? The Lord's heart, the Lord's spirit. Doesn't the scripture say that he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit? We've been given, although we're individuals and many members of the body of Christ, we are one in the Lord and we've been given one spirit, one heart. Hallelujah. And I will put a new spirit within you. Hallelujah. That's the new born again spirit and the new nature within you. Praise the Lord. And I will take the stony heart of flesh out of their flesh hallelujah i'll take the stony heart out of their flesh hallelujah and and that's happened folks the old nature has gone remember lesson one the old nature has gone praise the lord and we have a new spirit a born again spirit within us a new nature in us hallelujah and i will give them a heart of flesh and that's the softness and the tenderness of the new heart in Christ and, and, and the teachableness of the new heart in Christ. Hallelujah. Uh, that's not uh, a soft heart emotionally. That means we've been given a heart that's responsive to the Lord. We've been given a spirit, a new nature that's responsive to the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? That that is the new you. You are responsive to the Lord. My sheep know my voice. We are responsive to the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And so that's key there as we begin this lesson today. But let's now just turn to the Bible reading. as one main Bible reading in this subject of circumcising Christ today. Hallelujah. So let's just read Colossians 2, 11 together. Colossians 2, 11 together. Praise the Lord. And it says this, in whom, notice that word in, remember, in, by, with, whom, are, these are all positional terms in Christ, in whom also you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, in the putting off the body of sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Let's read that once more. In whom, position, in Christ, in Christ also you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands in the putting off the body of sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Hallelujah. And again, the first thing to realise, this is something that has happened to you in Christ Jesus. Not by your works, not by your efforts, 
not what you're trying. Now, you can do wonderful things in love towards Christians and non-believers, absolutely great, and so we should do. But this circumcision doesn't come with man's hands. It isn't something that's physically achieved through physical effort. Now, when we look at the Mosaic Covenant, we are seeing a typology of something that's going to happen no longer in the flesh, but of the heart of the believer hallelujah and that the flesh has been put away now hallelujah let's just look at this you are circumcised so again this is this is fact this is presently true of you it's something that happened already to you as a believer you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands so this is a spirit thing folks this is about your born again new nature in Christ Jesus so don't try and achieve what we're going to learn about today by uh, man-made rules and regulations and efforts and trying because you can't do it because it's already been given to you by the Spirit of the Lord hallelujah so now let's just go first of all because we see two words in this verse we see the word circumcised and we see the word circumcision circumcised and circumcision so let's just go to your word study first and let's look at these uh, first of all let's look at the word circumcised that's what's happened to you as a believer it says this since by the right of circumcision a man was separated from the unclean world and dedicated to God. The verb is transferred to denote the extinguishing of the lusts and the removal of sin. So this is so important because this has happened to you now spiritually folks that you've been separated from an unclean world your spirit is new your new nature your born again spirit as is the new you and you have been separated from the spirit of this age the spirit of this world so you're not you can act worldly you can sin as though you're in the world even though you're not of the world you have been separated from an unclean world and that's so important because as Christians sometimes we can think that we almost have to become like monks don't we uh, separating ourselves from the world out there and and that's not true because our heart has been separated from the world out there our heart our spirit is separated from the worldly ways folks now our practice might have to follow our heart but again, notice what I've just said. Our actions might, and our practice might have to follow our heart. But it's not our actions that change the heart. i say that again. It's not our actions that change the heart. See, our actions follow the heart. And we've got a new heart. And we've been separated in our spirit from the unclean world already. So our actions follow something that has already taken place in our spirit in Christ Jesus and by Christ Jesus hallelujah it says this as a man is separated from the unclean world and dedicated to God now 
Do you realize that you are dedicated to God by Jesus Christ? That Christ himself has dedicated you with his own dedication to his Father. He has dedicated you to God the Father. Isn't that wonderful? And, and so many times we can have, and there's nothing wrong with them, we can strive to, but we can get into a place where we strive and every so often to rededicate, rededicate our lives to Jesus, rededicate our purpose, rededicate, rededicate, rededicate. What we've got to learn to do and what you've got to learn to do as a Christian is to understand you have already been dedicated to God by the circumcision of your heart. If you think of it like this, you know, uh, if you think about it like you've been, uh, what circumcision in the flesh is like, it's the, the removal, the cutting away of the foreskin. In the same way, uh, we've, we've seen a removal from the world from us. Now, notice it's from us. We're still living in this world, but the world spirit and nature and undedication if that's such a word a, a non-dedicated world to God has been removed from us now it still operates it's still operating in this world it's still operating a non-dedication to God a, a non-dedication to his ways uh, an uncleanness is still operating in this world system but as a Christian, you are circumcised and like the foreskin naturally is removed, so has it been removed from us as believers that we are, are no longer a people where we're non-dedicated to God. We are dedicated to God. We're not a people that are unclean anymore. You're not unclean. I'll say that again. You're not unclean. You're not unclean unclean and you've got to really, really believe that we can do unclean things but in your spirit you're not unclean and you are dedicated to God so in practice when we live from this new heart of flesh as it says in Ezekiel when we live from this new nature guess what we'll do we'll live and practice clean what will we do we'll live a life dedicated to God in Christ Jesus will live from what he has done on our behalf and it will flow through your life. Praise the Lord. This separation from sin is also a separation from lust. Let's carry on in the word study. So it says this, the verb is transferred to denote the extinguishing of the lusts and the removal of sin. So sin, nature, has been removed from you in Ezekiel it says I'll take out the stony heart of flesh that which is non-responsive to God so you are as a Christian have responded to God let me say that again as a Christian you have responded to God you have responded to the call of salvation and so now you have a soft heart you are responsive to God that is like if you want to put it in a computer sense your default you know when you get this uh, factory default on items and you press the button and it goes back to the default program it's like that you in your spirit have a default program and it's in the spirit realm and it's 
called the new heart that is circumcised. Hallelujah. It's the removal of sin, the removal of lust, the removal of the world. It's been taken from you. That's why the Bible says we're in the world, but not of the world. Do you believe that, folks? Do you believe you're in the world, but not of the world? I'm not talking about whether you act like the world at times. That's got to stop. Why and how do we stop it? We live from the new nature in Christ. And we, when the scriptures start to speak to us, it's, it's prompting our new nature, isn't it? When the preacher preaches or a preacher teaches or the word is read and it, and, and it hits our heart, it's because it's hitting our new heart. Our heart is responsive to the word of God. And, and we're thinking, well, why, what's going on here? It's the heart responding to the, the life of the word of God. And that's where we have to live it, obey it, and do it, folks. Hallelujah. But it's our heart that's responding. It proves, actually, that you've got a new heart and a new spirit. Praise the Lord. Amen. So you've already been dedicated to God, isn't that a powerful thing? So it's not about you going to the front every every so many weeks to to be able to um, uh, rededicate your life to Jesus. Most people who go forward on a constant basis to rededicate their life to Jesus is because they have sinned, and so really we need to address their habits. We need to address what they struggle with. And you might, if you're one of them people, you need to address what you're struggling with and, and talk to your pastor or speak to a, uh, somebody who's mature in the faith to help you and pray with you and give you some godly advice. But that's your struggle, not an unclean heart, not something that's wrong within you. It's your practice that's wrong. It's your lifestyle that may be wrong. It's your actions that may be wrong. But you've got to learn to live from the new nature in Christ. And I guarantee as you acknowledge every good thing in Christ, it will become more effective through your life. Hallelujah. Now, praise the Lord. When we see also that how this has taken place it's through the circumcision made without hands in the putting off of the body of sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ so this is talking about when Jesus died you know when he died he rose again with a resurrection body folks he didn't rise again with the crucified body didn't he he didn't have sin and judgment on his body when he rose from the dead, did he? You know, he rose a resurrected, victorious Lord Jesus Christ. And so that's the place, and it's a lesson in itself, future, but that's the place where we was transformed. We put off the body of sin. We put off the fleshly lusts. You say, Rich, uh, have I because I lost a lot and again this isn't about your spiritual your spiritual nature has been absolutely changed because the Bible says very clearly we was crucified with Christ hallelujah and also our lusts was crucified with Christ because in the crucifixion of the Lord and the judgment that was placed upon the Lord we was in him and we were circumcised when he died, hallelujah, and he took up a resurrected body. Praise the Lord. 
and that's so key so are you a fleshly christian absolutely not what do i mean by that because you know you know it's taught that we walk, we can walk in the flesh the bible says very clearly we can walk according to the flesh notice what i've just said we can walk according to the flesh according to the pattern of the flesh we can make decisions uh, whether we've been tempted whether it's in our circumstances whether it's just downright decision we can make decisions to walk according to the flesh but a christian according to the book of romans is not in the flesh we're in the spirit because of this circumcision that has taken place so a christian is never in the flesh but he walks according to the flesh at times and of course as we mature that should be less but when we walk in the spirit hallelujah according to these truths hallelujah we shall not fulfill the desires of the flesh now that's so important because you will have desires I think we've got to understand this. Notice it says, when you walk in the spirit, this new heart, this new circumcised heart it's talking about, when you walk in the spirit, in these truths in Christ Jesus, you shall not fulfill the desires of the flesh. It doesn't say you won't have desires. It means you won't fulfill them. You won't practice them. You won't live them out. When you're walking according to these truths when you're walking according to this new nature so don't condemn yourself when you get see this is the deception now people can condemn themselves because they get tempted they can condemn themselves because they have desires but it's whether you're going to fulfill those desires or not isn't it it's whether you're going to carry out those desires or not or whether you're going to submit them now to your new nature in christ Jesus and so some Christians start to panic when they get tempted or when they have certain desires no we subject them now to the new heart our new spirit in Christ Jesus because we're actually clean we've been circumcised we're no longer of the world in our heart that's our default that's your default so don't go around thinking i'm unclean i'm unclean i'm unclean no you are clean don't think i'm so worldly i'm so worldly no you might act like it at times but you're not of this world it's about getting the right way around living from the inside out all the time praise the lord so circumcision denotes identity as well and that's so key folks that circumcision uh, is about identity as well let's just go on to the word circumcision so we looked at the word circumcise and circumcision is the second word in colossians 2 11. it says this the extinction of passions and the removal of spiritual impurity and this is your new identity in Christ. Everything in your spirit that was spiritually impure has been removed, praise the Lord. And, and with its passions, the extinction of the passions. So again, it's talking about what your default is. It's what your foundation is. Is it for a, a person in the world, they don't care if they sin or not. Our default is uh, purity our default is holiness our default is separation from the world because we've got 
a circumcised heart. Again, that's not been done with effort. And I, and I really want to bring that home to you. It hasn't been done with effort, has it? It's been done with a method without the use of hands. It's been done by the Spirit of God in Christ Jesus. And that's where we can get mixed up. We think we've got to try and make ourselves and we feel like we've achieved when we've separated ourselves from the world. And, and, and I'm not saying we shouldn't be wise. We should use wisdom on where we go, what we do, who we hang around with. Absolutely. But that doesn't achieve cleanliness. That might be our practice that we need to do in our wisdom and, and not to go into sinful areas. But it's not that in itself that makes us clean. It's by the Spirit of the Lord in our circumcised new heart. Hallelujah. And so it's the extinction of the patterns, passions. Again, our default is always holy. Our default is always purity. So all the impurities of your past has been removed. I'll say that once more. All the spiritual impurity has been removed. It's like the foreskin. It has been removed from you. I'll say that again. It's been removed from you. So no matter what you've been into in your past, it's been removed from you. Hallelujah. And, you know, it hasn't been, you know, the devil would try and have you keep it as a keepsake, but it's not a keepsake. Don't have any keepsakes of the past. Don't keep these memories of your sinfulness of the past. They've been removed from you. So, you know, don't dwell on them. You know, the devil would like you to dwell on them. Don't dwell on them because they've been removed from you. So you're now pure in the Lord Jesus Christ because of this circumcised new heart, this new spirit. And as I said before, to be circumcised was also identity. For the Jewish people, it was a recognition of their Abrahamic covenant. See, the circumcision came before the Lord, didn't it? You know, it was instituted in the Mosaic law as a shadow of the new heart to come. But it was also instituted before that in the Abrahamic covenant, which was by faith, uh, to, for the Jewish people of their seed. That after he believed by faith and it was credited him as righteousness, then also as a, as a seed, he was uh, told by God to circumcise he's he's male for you know he's males and and so that's the practice under the national understanding of being a jewish people and that's why we don't jews in today they circumcise but jews believers do as well because it's not just about the mosaic law for the jewish people it's about a national identity under the abrahamic covenant but what am I trying to say is because in the in the New Testament times, they were trying to bring this stuff into the Gentile believers as well. And, and, and as Gentiles, we're not to do that because our identity is in Christ Jesus. So circumcision has a place of identity physically for the Jewish people. But spiritual circumcision for both Jews and Gentile believers is our identity with the new covenant, the Lord Jesus Christ. So we see two covenants imply with physical circumcision. The Abrahamic covenant for the Jewish nation, uh, identity of the nation, and we see under the Mosaic 
covenant as a shadow, physical circumcision. But now we're at the third place, which is the spiritual circumcision. For it's still identity, folks. We're identifying with covenant. Abrahamic, Mosaic covenants, physical circumcision. The new covenant, spiritual circumcision. Do you get that? Can you see that now? And so we're under this new covenant. So when you've been circumcising your new heart in Jesus Christ, it's because you've identified or been identified under the new covenant of grace by the Lord himself who has done it to you. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. You live under a new covenant. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I, I, I think that's good. And under this new covenant, you've been dedicated by Christ. You've had all spiritually impurity taken out of your spirit. You've ta had taken out the stony heart of flesh. You've been given a teachable, responsive spirit to the, to the presence and the promptings of the Holy Ghost and his word. Isn't it wonderful how sometimes we get a wrong picture of ourselves and it's been twisted by the enemy, but the, our default is these things, and we must understand, hallelujah. So circumcision in Christ shows that we've been made pure and our worldly passions and your worldly passions have been made extinct, extinct from within you. And this is the thing, it's been taken out of you. But we are surrounded by the world. We're not of it, but we are surrounded by the world. We have a mind that gets tempted and bombarded, of course it does. But we're not of the world, even though we are in it. Praise the Lord. Our spiritual heart, your spiritual heart, is clean, is holy and pure and dedicated to God. Hallelujah. When you walk in the impurity and the lusts of the flesh, it's because you choose to walk according to the flesh uh, and, and not from the spirit within you. And, and that's where the accuser really gets a hold, doesn't he? He really bombards your thinking. But learn to ignore the accuser. It doesn't mean that we don't face up to the things we do. We should always face up to the things we do wrong. It just means that we face up to them and you should face up to them. Now understanding that you are now responding. The reason you're facing up to issues is because you're responding to the Lord. Because you have this new heart within you that's just responsive responsive to the Lord it's clean it's pure it's tender it's teachable it responds to the Lord and so when you're not responding to the word of God as you should it's because you're operating and walking according to the fleshly nature but it's not in you your heart your spiritual nature will be saying come on now Rich come on Bob come on uh, Lily come on whoever is out there listening to this Come on now, you're better than that. I'm giving you a new heart. Praise the Lord. So, as its circumcision is a separation from lust and impurity, and he's actually our fixed position in Christ Jesus. And that's why I really want to bring this out, because though we can move, and though we can have seasons in our life when we walk according to the flesh, we are actually in a fixed position in a circumcised heart, a non-fleshly heart. Uh, we are pure in heart. 
praise the Lord. How do I know that? Because it says, by the circumcision of Christ. And that word by is in, by, with. Doesn't this come up a lot in these lessons? In, by, with. Denoting a fixed position in place, time and state. Hallelujah. In relation to rest. So our restful position is, I'm circumcised in Christ. I've been made pure in Christ. I've been dedicated in Christ to God. I have a teachable spirit. I have a, a non-fleshly heart anymore. And when you, that's your place of rest, folks, to live from that mindset, to live from that position. Praise the Lord. And that makes you more pliable or uh, for people to speak to you when they need to speak to you or show you the scriptures where they need to correct certain things you're doing uh, because you actually understand where you are in Christ and so you're more responsive to those things and if you're a pastor listening to the to this then if you want people to respond to you more in the Christian war then teach who they are in Christ because once they've understood that actually they'll realize how they need how they have a responsive heart and they'll live from that position rather than a feeling they're condemned all the time praise the lord amen so that that's key in in that so we rest in our circumcised heart praise the lord let's just go to the explanation section on the notes at this time praise the lord amen and so we we see uh, there are three things to recognize when reading in the scriptures concerning circumcision. In the scripture, there is natural circumcision under the old covenant. Secondly, there is a mention of nationality of circumcision, which the Jews are circumcised and uh, you know when he talks about in the scriptures where the Jews are circumcised are called the circumcision and the Gentiles are called the uncircumcision. So it was the Mosaic law, but it was also Abrahamic as well as a nation of believers. Hallelujah. And that's so key, folks, uh, to understand. And for instance, if we just look at, for instance, uh, Genesis 15, 6, which is Paul's argument in Genesis 15, 6, he says he believed in the Lord, that's Abraham, and it was counted to him as righteousness. So did he find his righteousness in an outward circumcision of the flesh? Absolutely not. In Genesis 17, which was two chapters after, it says you shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin and it shall be a token of a covenant between me and you and your seed. And so you've got to understand that righteousness has been achieved by faith. That's the story of Abraham. He was righteous or accounted as righteous by faith alone, without circumcision. But circumcision came two uh, sections or two chapters later as a sign of a covenant between him and the Lord and his seed, the Jewish people. So when you see, as I've already said, the uncircumcision, which is the Gentiles, the circumcised or the circumcision in scripture is the Jewish nation as a people. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So that sign of the covenant of Abraham still exists for the Jewish people today, but not for the Gentiles. Neither does it make 
the Jews automatically righteous. Absolutely not, because that, as we've seen already, only comes by faith. It was two chapters previous. But in Jesus' day, they thought their circumcision was enough for their salvation because they was of the seed nationally of Abraham. But Jesus said no. And the apostles said no. It's by faith alone. Your circumcision cannot save you. It's only a sign, a token of an Abrahamic covenant as a Jewish people. Praise the Lord. And so when we continue, we see that the Gentiles are the uncircumcision. Thirdly, the circumcision of the heart. Colossians 2.11 speaks about the, the spiritual circumcision with Christ, meaning he, hallelujah, has put off our sins. We in him did too. What do I mean? When we was in Christ, crucified with Christ, raised with Christ, we put off the body of sins as he put off the body of sin. That which was judged for sin on the cross has been removed. And so we have had sin removed like foreskin in the natural sense. In Christ, notice you are separated. You are dedicated to God and you have had your sins removed. This circumcision has been enacted by the removal, hallelujah, of your spiritual impurity, meaning the sin nature. So just like that stony heart of flesh has now been taken out of you. The results of this, hallelujah, is that Adam's sin, which caused the fall and the fallen sin nature is now, and your desire to sin is now gone. It's extinguished those lusts and those passions. Your desire to sin as a Christian is now not your default anymore. Your desire is holiness and purity. So don't let you get mixed up. Don't let the enemy turn it around. Your default is holiness. Your desire is for the Lord. It is. You might not believe it, but it is. And your desire to sin or do things that are contrary to the Lord and your new nature is not your first default desire, folks. Hallelujah. You've got to understand that that's why we have a war against the flesh and the spirit, don't we? That's why we get we we we, we feel the uh, the the Holy Spirit grieved inside of us. It's because when we do things that are contrary to the Lord, we, it goes against our default, our foundation, our new heart and spirit. Praise the Lord. So now in Christ, you have a different heart, a different spirit, and desire. This purity, dedication, separation, and new nature is your new heart, which is in a fixed position in Christ. Praise the Lord. So your new heart cannot be removed. Your new spirit cannot be removed. It's now in a fixed, restful position in Christ. So why am I saying? When you learn and understand that you have this new heart of flesh, that's responsive to the Lord, that is pure to the Lord, that has had the fallen sinful nature removed out of you, and your new default is a desire to walk in the Spirit. Because sometimes you can tell yourself, you can have people tell you, you can have preachers on TV tell you how bad you really are at your core. It's just not true, folks. 
at your core as a believer, you are born again and you have his spirit in you. Just learn to walk according to that new nature, that new circumcised heart that is in you. Praise the Lord. So now let's just look at the other scriptures. There are Genesis, sorry, Galatians 6.12, Romans 4.11 and 12, and Colossians 3.11. Praise the Lord. So Galatians 6 uh, and 12, and we'll also read verse 13 in this. As many as desire to make fair show in the flesh, they constrain you to be circumcised, only lest they should suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. For neither they themselves who are circumcised keep the law, but desire to have you circumcised, that they glory in they may glory in your flesh. So this isn't about outward in, in Paul's day in the Galatian church. Certain false teachers was coming in saying, now you're born again. You need to be physically circumcised and obey the law. And it's just not true, folks. We've had an inward circumcision of the heart. So it's not about the outward anymore. It's not about the law keeping. It's not about our efforts. It's not about our striving. It's not even about physical circumcision of the flesh. We've had a supernatural, you've had a supernatural circumcision of the heart. It's not about obeying the law. Remember when we talked about identity and the Abrahamic circumcision, the Mosaic circumcision was about two covenants, the old covenant, the Abrahamic covenant. But now in Christ, we have a circumcision supernaturally in our heart, which is an identifying with the new covenant of grace in the Lord Jesus Christ. And when they, and I just want to say this, when they was being deceived and started to turn away and go after the law uh, and the things that the law demanded, the, the miracle stopped amongst them. And Paul had to pull them right. The Spirit of God, was, uh, in the outbreak of miracles, healings and signs and wonders and salvation, it started to dry up because they was trying to achieve now in the flesh, although they began in the Spirit. And so you have begun in the Spirit, so keep walking in the Spirit. And it's not something mystical. It's in this truth in Christ Jesus that's walking in the Spirit. Praise the Lord. Romans 4 uh, here, Romans 4.12. And the father of circumcision to them who are not of circumcision only, but also walk in the steps that faith of our, our, our father Abraham, which he had been yet uncircumcised. And again, that just proves the point that uh, as Jews, which is the circumcision only, but the uncircumcised Jews and Gentiles who are born again, who follow the faith of Abraham, are righteous in his sight, praise the Lord, without the demands of the law. And that's so key, folks. Without the demands of the law or an outward circumcision or an outward effort and, 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 and things like that, we have been made righteousness. And that truly is what it means to follow in the steps of faith. So when we walk by faith, you know, when we walk by faith and we're told to walk by faith, this is what it really means to walk by faith. That you're not going by the outward, you're not going by the law, you're not going by any of those things. You're going with the circumcision of the heart within that you've received. And you've got to believe that. 
And that's what it means to walk by faith. And I'm going to live my life, and you should live your life living from this new nature. That's called walking by faith. Praise the Lord. Colossians 3.11 Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision, Jews, nor uncircumcision, Gentiles, barbarian, Stephen, bond or free, but Christ is all and in all. Praise the Lord. What's this saying? No matter what your background, let me say this, no matter what your background, no matter what your culture, no matter what your skin colour, no matter what country you came from, in Christ we are all one. Hallelujah. Not a, it's not about whether we follow the Lord or don't follow the Lord. It's about we're all one in Christ Jesus. The born again believer is one in Christ Jesus. And the Jews and the Gentiles and whatever country or culture you come from are in one body in Christ Jesus. And the final scripture, and I mentioned this before, but I'm just going to give you the scripture for it now. Uh, Galatians 5 24 Galatians 5 uh, 24 Galatians 5 24 hallelujah and it says that this that they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts so when we talk about the circumcision of the flesh we've got to understand that sinful nature when it says I take out the stony heart of flesh that old nature it's talking about, that sinful nature, has actually now been taken out of you. Where? At the crucifixion of Jesus. It says, they that are Christ have, have, have crucified with the, the flesh, with the affections and lusts. And this is key, folks. You want to deal with lust. And lust is not just sexual. Lust is anything desires, basically. There are contrary to God. Desire to sin. Affections to sin. Affections to disobey. All those things have been crucified with Christ already. And that's why I say your default is not that. Your new heart is not these things. Because you've been crucified. The flesh that has been circumcised is the Old Testament way of saying it crucified with Christ the crucified the flesh the old nature has been removed and it's been removed with its affections and lusts hallelujah praise the Lord and so it's been removed from you it's no longer part of you you can choose to live that way but it's no longer part of you as a believing Christian and you think well I'm struggling start you can stop you can change you can receive help. You can be different. You absolutely can because you have a new heart in Christ, a circumcised heart. Praise the Lord. And that's a powerful statement, you know, because you've got to understand, you know, we talk about we've got to crucify, we've got to crucify, we've got to crucify our flesh, we've got to crucify our flesh, we've got to crucify our flesh. Oh Lord, you know, we pray prayers, crucify me, Lord. Oh, I've got to die to the flesh. I've got to die to the flesh. Absolutely not. You've already died to the flesh. The look, they that are Christ's, which are you, have, 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 have already crucified the flesh with its affections and its lusts. And it's been done without natural hands, not nor effort, nor law. It's been done by the circumcision of Christ, as we've already learned. 
So you have already crucified these things. So it's not about you going in your prayer closet and saying, Lord, I've got to die, I've got to die, I've got to die. No, you've got to live. You've got to live from the new nature. You've got to live as a new creation. You've got to live alive to God. You count yourself dead to sin, but alive to God. So it's not about you know dying, dying, dying. You've been, you've already died with Christ, and you've already been raised up with Christ. Hallelujah! And when you live that way, you will not fulfil the lusts of the flesh because they're no longer part of you. Is this perfection? Absolutely not. We're still in these bodies. They haven't been resurrected or changed yet. So we will get tempted. We will make mistakes. You will. But it's not uh, the fact of we've got to die more, strive more. No, we get up and we start to walk according to who we are in Christ Jesus. And that makes the difference. Praise the Lord. So now we've looked at the other scriptures. Let's look at the uh, apply section on your notes. And it says this, don't waste time trying through religious methods to make yourself more separated and pure. Just acknowledge your new heart and your motives in Christ. Shall we read that again? I think it's really good. Don't waste time trying through religious methods to make yourself more separated and pure. Just acknowledge your new heart and motives in Christ, then just live from it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Don't overcomplicate it. So the question section now. Three questions I want you to go away and think on. Question one, what was the purpose of physical circumcision? Remember we talked about Mosaic, talked about Abrahamic. So what was the purpose of physical circumcision? What was the results of Abraham's circumcision? And number three, what do you think the circumcision of heart means to us as believers practically? So I hope you've enjoyed this lesson. I hope you found out about your new heart in Christ being circumcised and what's been removed from you and now how to live. So until next time on Just Jesus, God bless.